0: The darkness. Dark. For some of us, we get really uncomfortable in the dark. <laughs> some of you may be uncomfortable now. For many of us, we grew up with the fear of the dark. Why? Why is that? Is it because we can't see what's, what's lurking in the shadows? How many spiders might be there? Is it because we're afraid we might stumble and fall or, or stub our toe? Or worst of all, we might step on Lego bricks as we're walking through the night? It's awful. Darkness is described as the absence of light. And there's lots of different forms that darkness can take. There's certainly a lack of ambient light, there's also spiritual darkness. When my wife and I were in Japan several years ago, we were there on a short term missions trip. And there we felt a spiritual darkness. We went to visit a place called Kamakura. And there's a large Buddha statue and, and other things. A cave that has all these uh, idols, things, and carved out of the stone and the rock. And the spiritual darkness was so heavy, so oppressive, that we felt it. It was like there was a burden on our shoulders. Like a, it was pressing against our chest and it was difficult to breathe. We had never felt anything like that before. And I've never felt anything like that since. People would come and walk through this cave and light candles and and leave prayers, and they would pray to these, these statues, these idols. And then as we moved out of the cave, we would go to another spot where there were other little statues that would vary in size, but all pretty similar. There were thousands upon thousands of these little statues. And each one represents a child that had either died at birth, one that had been miscarried, a child that had been aborted, died shortly after birth, thousands upon thousands. And depending on how much money one paid, they could get a larger statue. Parents would come and wrap the, the, the statue, the idol, in, in clothes or a sweater or a scarf, Hats leave little stuffed animals there, and the thought was that it would keep the child warm in the afterlife. It broke our hearts to see so many that looked to rock and to stone, that prayed to these other other, other idols, these other gods. There's other forms of darkness. There are some who live in countries where poverty and desperation have drowned out the light in the hope of ever having a better life. They don't know where their next meal is going to come from. There's no clean water for miles and miles. There's raw sewage in the streets, and their child is sick and may never get the help that she needs. The light at the end of the tunnel of poverty doesn't exist for many. But, but, Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light, and as a follower of Jesus, that light is in us. The Apostle John, he writes this, he says, In him was life. Jesus is that light. And we, as followers of Jesus, have that light within us. And what I want us to look at this morning is just a few short verses in Matthew chapter 5 about our responsibility as followers of Jesus and what I think means for us when it comes to missions. It really starts with three words to go to shine, and to do. And we'll look at that as we go here to Matthew chapter 5. If you are using one of the Bibles, it's there in the row. It is page 898. Now Jesus starts off Matthew chapter 5 with the Sermon on the Mount. He is there with his disciples, not just the twelve, but others as well. Jesus goes up on the hill, uh, and they're down below, and he begins to, to speak to them. And he begins with what we often call the Beatitudes, These short statements of things like, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. And then he flips those with what they shall inherit or what they shall receive. For they shall be comforted. For they shall inherit the earth. For they shall be satisfied, receive mercy, shall see God. And after working through the Beatitudes, these these qualities of what it means to be a citizen of heaven. A citizen of the kingdom of heaven is what he's talking about. This heaven mindset, this kingdom mindset. What does it mean to live like that? And after he goes through that, he gets to verse 13. And he gives us two word pictures that I want us to look at. The first is, he says in verse 13, You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. To understand what this means, I think we need to consider what salt was used for back then, and even what we use salt for today. Back then, to help preserve meat and food, it would be packed with salt so it wouldn't spoil, it wouldn't, the corruption wouldn't spread. I know that when I, I, I love to grill. I, summertime, actually I'll grill any day of the year. Snow, yes, I will grill. And I love to grill, and when I grill, I use spices and salt, and that salt helps to draw out the flavor of the food, of, of the meat or whatever it is, vegetables. You use salt. My son and I, Riley, we love to watch Food Network shows, on Netflix. We don't have cable, but we watch them over and over again. And uh, each time we watch one of these competition shows, we always hope the other guy's going to win, but it never happens. Um, So we watch these shows and they have these cooking competitions and these challenges, right? And what happens when your food is bland? The judges don't like that. You get eliminated, right? If your food is too bland, doesn't have all the fullness of flavor you get low scores. The same is true if your food is too salty. Nobody wants to eat it. It's kind of gross. And so you get eliminated as well. So it's a balance of salt when they're cooking. When they're using salt, the balance is what's essential. I have to wonder that when Jesus is talking about salt of the earth, that what he wants for us is to, one, help prevent the spread of sin and corruption in the world. By being followers of Jesus, we have the opportunity to tell others what it means to live a life that is full of life in Christ, a life that points others to God, and a life that is full of flavor and is rich in blessing. Question. When we think about our own life, when I think about my life and my faith, is my faith in my life so bland that no one knows about my faith. I'd sort of mix in with everything else, and, and there, is no, there is no flavor, there is no fullness. Think about your life. What is your level of, of saltiness when it comes to your faith and living out your life for Christ? Second word picture. Jesus talks about light. He says, we are the light of of the earth. In verse 14, it says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. He says, You're the light of the world, a city on a hill. Now, if you want to hide your city... You don't put it on a hill. You might build it in a valley or you know, someplace where you know, there's other trees and things. You, you don't put your city on a hill if you want to hide it. Instead, you want people to come to your city. You want people to see that your city is strong. Right? If you've ever traveled through Europe or anywhere you know, where there's lots of rolling hills, when I was in Ireland several years ago. There's these castles up on the hill. These were great castles. They were fortresses had great military advantage, and they were unstoppable in times because they were on these hills. They were protected from the elements, from flooding, from storms, perhaps. And it was much more difficult for enemies to attack. In Tolkien's literature, he writes the Lord of the Rings series. And there's one particular city that he writes about that everybody knows in Middle-earth. It is the city of Minas Tirith was known as the city of kings, and it was built specifically with the purpose, in his fictional world, to be the light against the darkness of the enemy, the evil Sauron. Minas Tirith was built on a mountain, in a mountain. It rises up, it is its own hill, a beacon of light in the midst of the darkness of Sauron. Just as you wouldn't build your city on a hill to hide it, that would be Nonsense. That would be silly. You wouldn't do that. Jesus says you also wouldn't light a lamp only to put it under a bowl or a basket. right? The light is then just as good as the darkness. You can't read when your light's under the bowl or the basket. You can't see. You're still going to step on those blasted Legos in the middle of the night. right? So Jesus says instead, take that light and put it on a stand. Typically, that stand would be in the center of the room so it could spread the light out throughout the entire room and everyone could benefit. We don't hold on to that light. We want it to to be good for something. We We want to share it. We want that light to spread to others. And then Jesus makes this connection. He says that let your light shine before others. Don't hold that light with you, don't hide it in a box. Don't hide it in your home. Don't hide it in your churches. Take that light and go out and share it with others. That's what Jesus calls us to do to let our light shine before others. So, how do we do that? How do we let our light shine? Jesus says it's about good works that they may see your good works. The Apostle Paul writes about this in Ephesians. He says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. We are his handymanship. God has created us. He has intricately designed us as human beings. And being followers of Jesus, through Christ, through Jesus, through faith in him, he has given us good works. He's prepared for us to do. We just have to do them. He's already prepared it for us. And Jesus is saying that when we, here, in Matthew chapter 5, when we do our good works, we are pointing others to our Father in Heaven. We are pointing others to Him. Because it's not about us. When we do good works, I mean, unless our motives are really off, we, we do it to help someone else. And that's what Jesus is calling us to do. Not to hide it. To do good works. Jesus is that light, and that light is within us. And, you know, I think it's kind of like the moon. The moon doesn't have its own light source. It doesn't give off light. It reflects the light of the sun. In fact, without the sun, we wouldn't even know that the moon existed. We don't have a light of our own. We're called to reflect the light of Christ so that all might know about him. Yeah, it's great, they see the moon, but really we, we know when we see the moon that we're really seeing the light of the sun, right? And that's what he's calling us to do as well. It's not our light. It's not about us. It's all about him. I believe Jesus is calling us to go. To go wherever he has called us to go to shine, to shine with the light of Christ that is within us and to do good works. Go, shine, and do. When I was in high school, I joined the stage crew at the theater. And the theater seats about 1,000 people. It was a very professional kind of theater. And uh, we have a picture of it there. That's the theater that I um, started working at. Now, I'll tell you, just being completely honest, started the stage group because of a girl. Um, didn't really work out. My wife is so much cooler, so much more awesome. Um, right, honey? Um, and so, but when you join theater, when you work in technical theater on stage crew, there are several areas that you tend to focus in, or an area that you, you start working with. And so you can work in sound, you can work in lighting, you can work in set design, costumes, backdrops. There's all sorts of different areas that you can work on a stage crew. And I quickly learned that lighting design was one of my favorite areas to, to work in. It, it's just, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's an opportunity to use your creativity. And so you use different types of lights, color, patterns, shapes of light, in order to create these beautiful scenes now, a lighting designer doesn't use his own light. He doesn't have his own light. He's using the light that's given to him in order to show the world, to show the audience, the beauty that lies in the darkness. See, lighting designers start in the dark. A lighting designer is not effective in a room that's already brightly lit. It doesn't work as well. A lighting designer starts in the dark. He has to do his work in the dark so that the light can be effective, so that others can see what's on the stage, the beauty of the set and of the costumes, and of the dialogue and the plots and the storylines, and how that story was supposed to play out. You and I may find ourselves in a world of darkness. A world that is characterized by terrorism, division, arguments, corruption, discrimination, you name it. And I believe that God is calling for more of us as followers of Jesus to go. To go wherever he has called us to go. And to shine. To shine with the light of Christ and to do good works. Now maybe this morning you are not a follower of Jesus. Maybe you still feel like you're, you're stumbling in the dark. Look to Christ to receive his light. Now maybe you are a follower of Jesus. And you feel as though life circumstances, whether it's finances or relationships or illness or sickness or difficulties or job loss or whatever it is, has crowded in, the darkness seems to be coming in and crowding out the light that you once had. Allow the light within you to shine bright. That the light of Christ would outshine anything else because the darkness does not overcome the light We don't have to go far to find people who are living in the dark. We can go to Japan, we can go to Bolivia, we can go to South America, we can go anywhere. But what if we didn't have to go that far? Some of us may be called into missions to go to shine and to do in another country. But probably for the rest of us, it might mean right here. Watch this video. What I love about that video is that you think at first that maybe they're on the other side of the world. Maybe that's where God has called you. Or maybe God calls us to be in the mission field right here in Newtown in Bucks County. Wherever you find yourself, whether it's at the office, the lunchroom, in the classroom, the sidelines, the soccer field, the gym, doesn't matter. God has called you someplace, and that is your mission field. You are called to go, to shine, and to do. In a few minutes, we're going to hear from our short-term teams. And that's really why we do short-term teams, is to give people the opportunity to go, to shine with the light of Christ, and to do good works. And so I hope that you'll be encouraged as we hear from Mike Nichols and the team, who went to Bridesburg, sec- Bridesburg section of Philadelphia, and then you'll hear from John and from others who went to Bolivia, Cochabamba, about how they were obedient to the call to go to shine and do. Let's pray. Lord, you have called us to be lights in the darkness, to shine with the light of Christ to those that we encounter as we are going about living our lives. May we do so to your honor and to your glory. God, I pray for those that are here this morning that perhaps feel the tug of a call that you are placing on their life. Lord, may they be obedient to respond to that call that you are prompting them. Lord, maybe for us, doing good and shining lights is is difficult. But might we trust you to live out the good works that you have already prepared for us to do, and we just have to walk in faith and in obedience. Lord, as we take the offering next during this song, we do so with humble hearts. That it might be just a small portion, a way that we can help contribute to the ministry to do good works, so that others might go to shine and to do, whether it's around the world, here in Bucks County, or even here within our church. We give you thanks. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.